When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today is Friday, September 22nd, and this is Celtics Beat on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage of the Boston Celtics. I'm Adam Kaufman. Episode 538 features, well, me and Evan Valenti. And I'm Evan. Hey, today's show is powered by FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash Boston. New customers can get $5, uh, excuse me, they can bet $5, get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. What's up, everyone? Hello, Celtics Beat, and uh, you've got a... So Evan presented this as like the OG crew, which, I mean, there's some truth to. We've been around for a long time. We've done this show for a long time. I think if we were truly of the, the OG crew, we'd, we'd have to bring uh, Larry Russell in with us, see what he's yeah. up to. We'd have to get Larry and Nick in here. But this yeah, is gotta get also, and Jared Weiss. He was part of it in terms of hosting for a while. Yeah, this is his... I guess this is as OG as it gets right now, though. I think I think this modern OG. Yeah, you know, I but we have done to our credit, Mm -hmm. we have done more shows than anybody else in the history of this show, and the best ones. That's that's not even debatable. (laughs) Indebatable. I love Jared White. Death. He's a terrific uh, person. But our show. Love them all and, and love to have Jared on, uh, as a guest. We just prefer the two of us when, when we're, you know, rocking the host chair, which is great. You know, we love doing the show. We love having you guys with us. Uh, by all means, if you have not already, check out the podcast in its, uh, you know, where, wherever. I mean, you might be watching us on the CLNS YouTube page. You can always, of course, go just the audio route if you're in the car or walking your dog like Eb does or whatever you're out there doing. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and, of course, rate, review you all of that good stuff it is very much appreciated but uh this is an interesting time of year we're in the ramp up obviously to training camp which is right around the corner and then we'll get into exhibition games real games and on with just the usual season up downs and drama and controversy and injuries and everything else but right now it's uh i think it's a really good example of of, of people in general people kind of trying to fill time and get your clickbait headlines and figure out what's what and speculate on things that honestly we we don't really know about and uh for the Celtics who have in many ways gone viral over the past week since our last show we have upset the apple cart a little bit this show we had Gary Washburn of the Boston Globe with us last week and he dropped a little nugget that Malcolm Brogdon may or may not be all too pleased with the Celtics that at one point in time at the very least he was pissed about being included in trade rumors and 
honestly, nobody's heard from Brogdon since. So we don't know if he's still pissed, if he's over it, if it's all been worked out with Brad Stevenson company behind the scenes. We just do not know. And Gary said as much when I asked him about it. We do not know because we've not heard from Malcolm. And it, it definitely makes, you know, the media day all that much more interesting when he gets up there. And so we will find out. But this has taken on a life of its own in all of the different articles that get aggravated they're aggregated aggravated and aggregated there have been segments locally you know whether it's nbc sports boston the talk shows uh espn has done segments about it the ringer on and on like it's it all comes we always joke around here celtic speed always first also all comes back to to cb over here ev and and this has been a talking point but my question is just to kind of start us off is has it gotten out of control has it gotten yeah. out of hand? Is it oh, just yeah. people weighing in on something that honestly nobody knows anything about? Because again, no one's heard from Malcolm. Yeah, it's definitely gone out of control, without question. I mean, when it when you go from, and I'm not trying to say like our podcast is is this ginormous behemoth of a of a podcast, nor am I saying are we just in you know inconsequential at all. I think we're in a really good spot where we are but it was really kind of fun and a little humbling to be honest with you to watch everybody just run with this story right after we we let it out and it was like one of the and you like listening back on it i knew like i was like right away i'm like well this is going to be an easy one to figure out what the title is because i mean your face i don't know if you watched it i obviously i go back and look and i and i listen and your face when because I made a I made a mistake. I made a journalistic mistake. I went on to a different topic after Gary dropped the original sentence of like, and Malcolm's still pissed. And I just went on to Jason Tatum's wrist, like that didn't happen. And you were like, hold on a minute, we got a we got a realistic back in here. What did you just say? So we got you know we we clarified a little bit, and just every you know aggregated by this person this person this person all of a sudden 985 NBC Sports Boston and ESPN's uh, whatever NBA program they have now everybody's jumping with this and i think because we haven't heard from Malcolm himself we can just basically come up with any scenario that we want to to paint whatever narrative we want to paint to for the discussion the, the truth of the matter is nobody knows anything because Malcolm hasn't said anything. You know, again, we, right. we, we have these people on our show, Adam. Always pay attention to certain people that are on the Celtics beat. That's why this show is called Celtics beat. That's why we have the best writers on this show. So we can talk to them about stuff. Like if it comes from Gary or if it comes from Adam Himmelsbach or, you know, back in the day, Steve Bopet, I still include Steve in there because Steve's pretty, plugged in still you know there are certain guys and certain girls i will also throw the female perspective in here too sure. like when they have something from the celtics you know it's legit and so like when as you watch certain people spin this it's like you really got nothing you, none of you have anything we're all just speculating and it has turned into a monster and at the end of the day I just sort of kind of feel bad for Malcolm because a lot of people are just putting words in his mouth that don't really exist. Well, it's not even just what happened here with what Gary said, you know, pissed about the being included in the trade, which, by the way, I would totally believe like it, that doesn't mean that Malcolm Brogdon is not, you know, over it or doesn't understand the business or, you know, it's just like, hey, I was just there for a year. I played well. I was the, you know, sixth man of the year. I think we're building something here. You're going to throw me in trade talks like, yeah, that would aggravate anybody. I wouldn't blame him in the least, but it 
let's not, you know, you got to separate the two. You can understand something and be ticked about it on two different sides and then just kind of, you know, get over it and move forward because, all right, it fell through. Like your your name came up in trade talks. They, more than that, they tried to trade you. Injury concerns made it fall apart and you're back. And so you get your crap together and you just, you know, two, one foot in front of the other. And Malcolm Brogdon seems like, by all indications, the consummate professional. So what is kind of, I don't know, funny to me is that it then it goes to another level where you have like Ramona Shelburne on ESPN saying, well, maybe it wasn't just the the trade stuff. You know, I'm I'm hearing that he's pissed about the way the team handled his injury. Well, how? Like by by effectively kind of shutting him down late in the playoffs for the last couple of games? Like, it was he going to keep playing through it, being remarkably ineffective? So I, I find it, I'm not, I don't want to doubt her reporting. I don't even know her. I know, obviously, she's successful out there. But I just, I find it hard to believe that Malcolm Brogdon would be upset with the team for putting an inferior product on the floor that includes him when he is not himself. And he knows that there was a debate over whether or not he needed surgery in the off season being out there on the floor, as opposed to chasing a championship. I think he understands the way the world works in this respect. So I don't even know that it's fair to say that he was ticked about that, but putting all of that aside, I want to read a, a little passage here from Adam Himmel's box article. You mentioned Adam before. He is as good as there is on the Celtics beat right now. When he writes, you listen, which is why he does not do a lot of interviews, by the way, because he doesn't like to get caught up in all the hot takey stuff. He's he's a journalist. He puts the facts out there and what he's heard and what the reporting is. And, and we love that he comes on with us from time to time. Here's what he wrote. The Celtics social media team has posted plenty of pictures and videos of these workouts, players in Boston's arrival, all and on. Uh, there's been no sign of guard Malcolm Brogdon. Brogdon, of course, was hampered by a forearm strain during the conference finals last year. Then in June, part of the first iteration of the Chris Tapps-Porzingis trade that uh, before that deal crumbled, Marcus Smart ended up in the three-team transaction instead. Brogdon and his camp have been quiet this summer. Members of the Celtics front office have mostly avoided or deflected questions about the sixth man of the year. Something about the situation just feels off. But the indications I've gotten are that the Celtics are not considering trading Brogdon any more than they are considering trading any other player. His sour ending to last year aside, it is worth remembering Brogdon's value to the Celtics last year and Smart's departure figures to only increase his role. Media Day is scheduled for October 2nd, which, as we sit here, is, what, 10, 11 days away, and there will be some clarity then. So I think a very important line that he included in that. Indications I've gotten that the Celtics are not considering trading Brogdon any more than they are considering trading any other player, which tells you Malcolm Brogdon still very much could be traded. I have heard some whispers that the Celtics are still trying to trade him. I am not saying my reporting is any better than Adam Himmel's box. In fact, I will tell you the opposite. It is very much inferior to Adam Himmel's box. However, I have been saying for weeks, for months, ever since this trade fell apart, do not be surprised if the fallout from this situation or potential fallout still leads to Malcolm Brogdon being traded. I still believe it, even though we are sitting here in Mid late September, I still believe Malcolm Brogdon is maybe not actively, you know, being, uh, you know, dangled out there by the Celtics, but I think he is absolutely on the trade block. I firmly, firmly believe that 
where I think it is now more limiting, Ev, and I've talked about this too, is that now you can't just up and move them. You have to get a piece back that is a contributor and a guard. You need a guard back, or you got to get a guard elsewhere because you are thin at guard as it is after trading Marcus Smart. You cannot now trade Malcolm Brogdon and get a wing back. I just don't believe that's, you know, in, in terms of roster construction, that's something that you can do. You, so, you, have, you have an open roster spot left, but I, I want to save that particular tidbit for later. I want to cool. ask you a question about that particular paragraph or a couple of paragraphs there from Himmelsbach. I know we have said on this show already that we all kind of ran with this without really any reporting, but in Himmelsbach's piece, does any part of that make you think that Malcolm still isn't pissed? Because the way that reads to me is – we haven't heard anything from Malcolm, and that's kind of a bad thing that we haven't heard. Like, we haven't heard anything from him at all. And in- I don't think it reads that it's a bad thing. I think it reads I, that it comes off we to me a little bit. Like pissed, but we don't know Malcolm's not pissed. We just don't know. I think right. that's how it reads. Okay. Therefore, I, like, I, I feel like it's Adam saying, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, that Malcolm Brogdon is, is pissed off. Or not. Or not. Right. Exactly. We don't and know. I, I think it's very carefully worded to say right. as much. Right. And I think Adam, if we had him on the show, would tell you that he it doesn't indicate literally anything. And that's the one thing that's Adam is very and even when he's on here with us, you, like, we're going to have Adam on hopefully later on the next couple of weeks or so. But he's always very careful about how he words and phrases things. And again, that reads to me like there might be a little something still there. But again, at the same time. We have we have no idea, and the the phrase of uh, he's they're not thinking about trading him any more any less than anybody else in the roster. Well, we all know how the NBA works. That doesn't mean anything. I mean, the only right. guy that's truly untradeable on the roster is Jason Tatum. So, you know, pretty much everybody's up for grabs if the price is right. And if somebody were to call, or if 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 you know Brad were to call someone and and somebody was interested and and they were interested in the same package, like yeah, then then it's, things are gonna get done. But. <sighs> I I honestly don't think because of this elbow injury, I there would have to be certain things in place for another team to trade for Brogdon. I mean, we again we have no idea how that 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 rehab is going, how that injury has progressed, and how it's healed over time. We have no clue, and maybe that's on purpose. You know, you think you go back to like the the, the last dance, right? Scottie Pippen didn't play until like halfway through the year because he was mad at the team for not giving him an extension, and he had his injury that held him out for the majority of the year, right? And it created a little dissension amongst the team. I'm not saying that Malcolm Brogdon is Scottie Pippen here, but I'm saying that, you know, they have gone radio silent when a little bit of communication would do a whole lot of good to clear some things up. And it's not like Malcolm's not a pro and his team doesn't understand the value of using the media to help things out. They haven't spoken maybe for a reason. Because they want the Celtics to be uncomfortable. I, I don't know. I'm just, again, we're speculating here. I'm throwing things out. In that vein, what you just said, I think that, so Malcolm, like, to be very clear, Malcolm Brogdon doesn't owe us, the media, or fans, anything. Like, Malcolm Brogdon doesn't have to say anything that goes beyond his literal team and league requirements to talk with the media. And we're not there yet. We're in the off season. But I think what you just said is interesting about whether or not, and we j- again, we don't know. I keep saying we don't know because we don't. We don't know what, what level of conversation he has had within 
the team. And I don't mean with teammates. I mean with management, with front office, with, you know, coaches, all of that. Has he closed the door on them? Has he, you know, boxed them out? Because again, he's upset for one reason or multiple reasons, or are they actively in touch behind the scenes and nobody is talking about it? But what I do think, and you just alluded to this, what I, what could be interesting is you would think with that injury, there'd be some level of rehab taking place with the team doctors in Boston. And if he has not been around at all, and I don't know this to be true, doesn't mean every time a guy is around, there needs to be a picture on the Celtics Twitter account or X account, whatever you want to call it. If he has not been around at all in months, that would be something that I would find mildly alarming. Yeah, I think you'd be right to feel a little alarmed about that. You know, Porzingis, everybody gave him a hard time because he was, you know, Lithuania and not rehabbing with the Celtics. There was a time, and I thought it was really just stupid, but people were giving him, some people were giving him a hard time. Well, why isn't he back in Boston rehabbing with the Celtics doctors? It's like, th- that doesn't really matter right now. Like, he's going to be back in Boston. Shortly. He is back in Boston right now. We've seen photos of him, you know, uh, there was one screenshot, I think, of the entire city. So I, I might have been taken even from the, the hour back practice center. Um, but it's like, you know, one of these things where he's back with the team now. That story that, we, again, we were just trying to find something to, to talk about, right? We had hit that time of the of the calendar of like, man, we're just really struggling for content here. Whereas this one varies a little differently because we haven't heard anything. Like, again, we got updates from Team Lithuania about his progress. And now that he's back in Boston working out with the team, we don't have to worry about it that as much. Again, a little bit. And this is, again, this is maybe where I have a little beef with Malcolm right now is just because of the the lack of communication where this story has been out there for about a week now. Again, our podcast was last Thursday with Gary. And everybody's picked up and ran with it since. A little just blurb to the media real quick short paragraph something would clear a lot of this up and would give us another talking point to have and then we could just move on with the rest of our lives but because we haven't had that yet we sit here and speculate and it's really kind of frustrating i'm not gonna lie to you again does he owe us that no would it help some things sure of course he doesn't need to care about helping any of this stuff. I mean, the, no. he he can show up on on media day, October second. Get up there, and Malcolm. How do you feel about? Well, that's that's going to be an interesting day. It's, it's it's the you know that's the business. It's unfortunate. That's just how it works. But I'm still a Celtic, and we want to pick up where we left off, and we have unfinished business from last year. And Marcus is gone, and Grant's gone. We have a new look, but we believe in our group and our leaders and our talent, and. I'm excited for the year. Well, how's how's the uh, the forearm, elbow, all of that feeling? Uh, healed up nicely in the offseason, didn't need surgery, I'm ready to go. Right. That's what you're going to hear, more or less. You know, you're not going to get any controversial nuggets come out immediate. They never do, ever. I mean, unless you have a guy who is is looking to be moved. Now, do we believe Mark, or, uh, Malcolm Brogdon is looking to be moved? Does he want to, for instance, get back to a situation with a team where he can start regularly as opposed to being the sixth man. Maybe he's unhappy being the sixth man. I have no idea. I, I don't think he ever indicated that. He always said the right things about his role on the team. And and I I, I think it probably means something to win an award like that. Uh, but maybe it doesn't as much when you came from a place where you were a guy who was starting every game and, you know, averaging 20 points a game and you feel like you've 
you've taken a step back and you're filling a lesser role. I don't know. I've never been in that position. I will never be in that position short of asking Malcolm Brogdon right to his face, which love to do. Uh, we, we're not going to get the answers to those questions about any level of discontent that he may or may not have, obviously. But I, you know, I, I just think that as far as media day goes, you're going to hear uh, nothing but the usual the past is in the past, we're looking ahead, and I'm in the best shape of my life kind of fluff that typically comes out of media day of. I think Jason Tatum, though, might actually be in the best shape of his life. If you see what he's been doing, the guy's a monster. He's staying busy. He's like deadlifting 450 like it's nothing. He's he's just – I was talking to my buddy about it the other day of just, you know, his, uh, his workout routine. He's – and, again, the thing is he's going to be able to stay lean but still add, like, strength and – Mm-hmm. And muscle, and and I, I'm, I'm just thrilled for what the next step is for him because as he gets older and more mature and fills out, like man, he's just going to be a real big problem to deal with. And uh, you know, I've, I've been saying the same thing about Jalen. Like the thing with Jalen that has been glaringly apparent over the past couple of years is how much better he has gotten at absorbing contact and finishing through contact at the rim. Mm-hmm. You know, like people might want to complain about the dribble. Like that's fine. Go back and watch Jalen have people bounce off him. Go back and look at last year. It was awesome. Strong. He's strong as hell. So those two guys, I love seeing their offseason progress and the work they put in the gym. Like Pierce was talking about it with Kevin Garnett on on his show the other day about how Tatum's work ethic has gotten him back into He's working out with him. Yeah, and back into shape and like a little inspired and like Sam Cassell's hanging out and it feels. I don't know, like some of the vibes on this team are like kind of toxic and terrible when it comes to like the Brogdon stuff. But then there's like some really good, there's some really good vibes around this team that I really enjoy. And then, and, and like just Pier- like the one thing they had that interview, um, with Pierce and Garnett and Smart and Brown and Tatum, mm-hmm. I think mid season last year. And one of the things that they talked about with Joe and I think with Brad. I think maybe with Joe, but maybe not. It was with one of the two of them was how they think they need to be around the team more. Right. It's like, you know, they're like, yeah, you know, when you have Cedric Maxwell in here all the time and you have guys coming through, it really reminds you of like what you're really fighting for and like what you really Mm -hmm. put this uniform on for. And uh, to me, it seems like Pierce has taken that and gone to the next step with it. Like I'm going to work out with Jason. Cause he's the next, he's the next dude. Like he's the next me, but he's going to be better than me. Like I, I love that. And I love seeing that after, you know, what has been a tough off season for this team and two tough off seasons in a row, losing the NBA finals and everybody questions whether this team's, you know, really good or not. You make a couple of tweaks, you come back you lose in the Eastern conference finals. And, you know, it's a long summer. And I, I think that, you know, trying to, bring some of the past greats in here and trying to, you know, establish that that brotherhood, that camaraderie of being a Celtic, I think is a tremendous thing for this team. And but tell the people, the kind people about their favorite mobile sports book. Yeah, I was going to say, this is a great way to parlay this conversation into Ooh. our, uh, right? There, See, there we go. And to telling you guys that this show is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 200 bucks in bonus bets, whether you win 
Whether you lose, doesn't matter. You get $200 right into your account immediately. And if you think about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app that I have on my phone, it's super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. Coffin, we talked about it last week. I was mm-hmm. only doing single bets against the spread to see how it went. Four, two, and one last week. So we, we did did much better. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try this again this week. And you and I have been texting a little bit back and forth about some things, including the Packers, who by the time you listen to this is probably that game's gonna be over. Coffin, that line has now jumped to plus two and a half Packers, by the way. I'm in at one and a half. I'm gonna probably jump in back in at two and a half. But yeah. some other things that I like. Steelers on the road in Houston, minus three. Uh, the Steelers have a guy on their team. His name is TJ Watt. He's really incredible yep. in terms of rushing the passer. The Houston Texans offensive line is a mess. CJ Stroud's very good, but I think CJ Stroud rookie quarterback against a defensive unit in Pittsburgh's. It's going to be a long day there. I like the minus three on the road. Speaking of defense against an offensive line, that's really doing terribly. Uh, I love the Philadelphia Eagles minus eight and a half against the Washington commanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were to look at pressure uh, rate over the course of a lifespan of a quarterback, you would find out that nobody has faced more pressure in the history of football uh, than uh, Sam Howell on the Washington uh, Commanders. It, it, it's a 15% pressure rate. Uh, it's the highest ever in NFL history, and the Eagles have the best defensive line probably in football. So that's a huge mismatch for me. I'll be taking the 8.5 uh, come Sunday for sure. And then – I'm almost upset that people have been talking about it too much, but I love the Cleveland Browns. Um, again, defensively, they are uh, elite. They have only given up – they haven't given up more than 10 first downs in a game so far this year. Um, and I think the Ravens offensive line, although it's getting a little bit healthier, is still kind of banged up. So I love the Cleveland Browns at home, minus two and a half against uh, the Ravens. So there's my picks for this week. Visit FanDuel.com slash boss to kick off this NFL season. Again, $200 of bonus bets with a $5 bet guaranteed. That's FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. 21 plus in present in Massachusetts. Hope is here, folks. Make sure you get in on that. But first, online real money wager only. First deposit required of $10. Bonus issued as now trouble bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fielder.com. Gambling helpline ma.org. Call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSense ma.org or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Ev, any interest Yo. in news? Any news? Yeah. news. Yeah, you got in, news? In, in Celtics breaking news, just while we were uh, talking about our, our fine sponsors here on the program. I am not going to. Tom What do you got? Free agent guard forward Lamar Stevens has agreed to a deal with the Boston Celtics. Sources tell the Athletic and Stadium Stevens established himself as a defensive presence for the Cavs starting in 25 of 62 games last season. Agent Scott Nichols completed the deal with Celtics officials. So Stevens got Stevens. Brad hasn't been too busy investing in soccer teams. He's out there still working, and he got himself Lamar Stevens. Now, we've talked about this one. It's been out there. Lamar Stevens, TJ Warren, some of the guys that have been in for workouts with the Celtics. We've been on this one for weeks. And uh, there there was even a little bit of conversation. Who would you rather? And we said, I believe anyway, go back, check the tape. But I believe these words came out of my mouth previously. Between the two, 
while I might have preferred T.J. Warren for his offensive upside, the one that felt more likely was Lamar Stevens for his defensive ability. What do you think of this move? I don't like it. You'll be honest. Okay. Tell, tell me more. I just don't want time. I get I get why. I just really like Jordan Walsh, and I think this takes away playing time from Jordan Walsh. I think might. It, it, it certainly might. I get the idea. You can never have too many wings in this league, especially guys that can defend. Boston, I think, would like to try and get back to some of their defensive prowess that they had when they went to the NBA Finals. I mean, again, mm-hmm. I, you and I talked about this. You, me, and Seth had a, a lot of conversations you know, surrounding how good that defense was from yep. February till Rob got hurt. It was unbelievable. I mean, it really was. I'd like to get, them to get back to that for sure. I just think Jordan Walsh, I, I'd like to see him get some real time, you know, and that's you're, you're writing a summer league high is what you're doing. I am, but this is the problem. Okay. So here's, this is when you're a good team like the Celtics and you have young players on it, sometimes you have to sacrifice wins for playing time or vice versa, playing time for wins, mm-hmm. right? Like ask the Cavs about, you know, Moses Moody and Kuminga and, you know, the young guys that they've brought in. Uh, you know, they traded Wiseman away after a while because he wasn't fitting in and wasn't really working out. You know, if you go back and ask them, would you do the same thing over again? They probably wouldn't because those guys have not brought the return back on their investment at, for sure. And again, you're talking about a team that had Steph Curry, Draymond, and Clay, and then added three rookies, and trying to make that work is really hard. Uh, Boston is in a little different of a spot than them. They have, I think, a little bit more age diversity on their team than the, than the, than the Warriors do. But it's still the same time. I would like the Sam Hausers, the Jordan Walshes, to get some real time. I mean, you and I, you more than me, I think, pounded the table for more Sam Hauser, not just last year, but the year prior in the playoffs, trying mm-hmm. to get Sam Hauser some more run on the, on the court. I feel like that's going to be me with Jordan Walsh this year. I'm so excited to see what he brings to the table when he doesn't have to be like in the summer league. It's hard. You know, you you don't know who the heck you're playing with. And, you know, obviously his role with the Celtics with Jason Tatum over here and Jalen Brown over here is going to be very different from when he's on the court with JD Davison and, and Jay scrub and, you know, name the guys. So I, yeah. I do want to see what he looks like with some higher end talent around him and how he can be beneficial. Cause I think, he has a little bit better feel than I think people um, are anticipating. That being said, look, Lamar Stevens, I, I have, as I said at the time, I think when they were looking at him, I have not been grinding Lamar Stevens tape. I hate to tell everybody. I'm not an yeah. expert at Lamar Stevens. From what we can gather, yes, very good defensively. Again, I believe he's one of Penn State's all-time leading scorers. If I remember correctly? Uh, maybe. I, I could not tell you if that's true or not. I'm like, I Tell you he went to Penn State. That is my uh, my ex- extensive knowledge of Lamar Stevens, the college basketball player. I can tell you some of his NBA facts, yeah. uh, which is has started thirty eight of one hundred sixty five games. This is right from Basketball Reference. This is not off the top of my head. Obviously, he's averaging just better than five. Excuse me, five points in about sixteen minutes per. Uh, as far as shooting, he's about a forty seven percent. You know, shooter from the field, not a three point shooter. Uh, he, he'll get him up from time to time, but. Only a 28% success rate. Uh, his, you know, uh, not the, the most adept at the free throw line either, just over 70%. Uh, gets his rebounds. Uh, he's he's getting uh, 3.3 uh, in those minutes. So as as far as, you know, per 36, he's 10.5 points, 
and almost seven rebounds per 36 minutes. But I think going back to the defense, uh, defensive win share, which of course basketball reference has 1.6 last year of his overall 1.9 win share in again, limited action. Uh, his uh, defensive rating, 111, 110 the year before that. So it's, I, I mean, Look, he's not a great player. He is a back half of the rotation, you know, guy, if that. He won't even, you know, regularly play uh, by any means unless there are some, you know, games that guys are hurt or nights off resting, whatever else. Like he's he's going to get himself into the lineup here and there and maybe he'll be an energy guy off the bench. But I I would kind of describe Jordan Walsh, you know, probably the same way. So to Evan's point, could they pull from one? another entirely possible but neither one was was bound to have a uh, a big role on this team this season anyway yeah so just so we were clear here lamar stevens is third all-time in points in penn state history it's behind mm-hmm. taylor battle and shep gardner neither guys i remember really at all to be frankly honest with you um but that's you know neither here nor there uh yeah look i just again i'm I see the idea more depth in the wing is never a bad thing, especially guys that can defend. You can never, it's like you can never have too much shooting on the floor and too much defense. I think, I think that's, you know, part of the half the game is stopping the other person from getting a basket. You know, I think that's, that's important, especially when two of your high usage players are going to come on the wing, right? You're going to have to give Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum some time off from time to time, although you're going to want them to play too, because you're going to want to win games. Um, I just don't have a huge like pound the table. Uh, yeah. take for you. I think again. I think they're looking for depth. Um, I, I don't think. I, just, that, I, I don't think that he comes with one, and, and it's not. You know, and, and I think that's fine. By the way, like you don't have to have these these scorching hot takes on on every you know potential deal. Like this is this is again a a, a back of the bench guy. Yeah, and what's funny is I was going to bring this up in terms of Malcolm Brogdon if they were going to trade him for not a guard and then sign a guard you know, to that last roster spot, there was the whole thing with Austin Rivers that came up this week on Bill Simmons's podcast about how he called Brad Stevens to tell him like, Hey man, like I've, you know, we've talked before. I'm interested in joining your squad. If you got some room for me and, you know, hope you consider me and et cetera, et cetera. And I, you know, Austin Rivers has been an interesting case over his years in the NBA. I mean, you remember when he was in high school, he was this ginormous recruit in high school i mean if you were around when again when mixtapes meant something um his his high school mixtape was outrageous i mean and he he went to college he went to duke it was a huge deal that austin rivers went to duke um and then you know he's kind of bounced around a little bit hasn't really found a footing solidly anywhere and he talked about that um and now he feels really comfortable in being a bench guy and being a veteran who can help guys and that's something that i'm always going to be interested in because you know there's always room for vets to teach guys not just stuff on the court stuff off the court too so I was interested in the Austin Rivers thing especially if they traded Brogdon for something else and they need to get a guard somewhere doesn't seem that's how this is going to go down I think Stevens is being brought in as a as an extra guy to 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 fill out the rest of the bench this is also unfortunately I think the the time we say bye to Blake Griffin it's gonna be tough Let's say wait. Yeah, I think that. that's likely. Uh, and our our guy Greeny too, Barstool Greeny, Dan Greenberg. He's been on the show a number of times. Due to probably have him back on pretty soon. He tweeted out that uh, it's you know does this mean that 
that uh, Banton could be gone with that non non guaranteed contract that he has to you know if they're interested in in continuing to keep a roster spot open something to keep an eye on uh, again though we we talk about the lack of guard depth I don't know I, I figure you you go into training camp obviously with uh, a, a meaty roster and and whittle it down from there you see how guys perform what kind of fit they might ha- have I think Banton's the same story I, I I wouldn't see him gone before camp arrives anyway. Yeah, and just to point out the guard depth thing, and just to toot my own horn for just a second, because I've been preaching this for now the third straight year. Mm-hmm. It was so nice to hear Ramona talk about this on ESPN, because I've been pleading for this for a long time. But it, she had mentioned in that segment about Malcolm Brogdon that there's a there's some thought process around the team that Jason Tatum's going to play a little more point guard this year. And I, for one, could not be more happy to hear that. I've been preaching point Tatum on the show forever and it is something that eventually you have to find out if he can handle it or not and I think over the last two years he's done a really great job as improving as a ball handler distributor and a facilitator and uh, Bobby Manning made a great point about this how many superstars of the NBA are terrific off-ball players I can name a couple but there's just not a lot of them a lot of the superstars in the league are superstars because they're terrific with the ball in their hands. Yeah. Steph Curry is one. Kevin Durant's another. Guys that you could drop them on any team and they would figure it out. They don't need the ball in their hands to make things happen. But there's just not a lot of those guys. A lot of teams are built around one player being able to have the basketball in their hands and dictate how the court looks and how the game looks and how the game is played. And if the Celtics are going to lean more into that this season, which I've been begging for for two years, and they've kind of met me there, more that I think is better here for Boston. I think more is better. All right. We figured today we'd do a, a shorter show with just the two of us for giggles. It's been a long time, probably right. since the, the height of COVID, since Evan and I were, were just doing shows, the two of us. So uh, we wanted to get back to some of our more modern-day roots. Uh, but next week, we will be sure to have a guest back on with us. Very much looking forward to that. There are some people that we have been due to have on for a while that uh, would love to start to work in as camp approaches. And obviously, as we mentioned, basketball, actual basketball, and not just stories and reports and speculation. Basketball's right around the corner. So thanks for being with us. Check out the show on wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, Apple, iTunes, if that's still a thing. Apple Podcasts, obviously. Uh, Stitcher, Pandora, Spotify, you name it, we're there. And uh, we thank you for being with us. Rate, review, most importantly, subscribe. For Evan, I'm Adam. We will talk to you again real soon. Looking forward to it. And uh, Malcolm, we want to hear from you, buddy. 